We all have a few weeds and we all have a bit of wheat in us. The reality is that this gospel is just so beyond perfect for this, for this opening prayer that we received. Now, to refresh our memories, what did the opening prayer beg for? It beg for an increase of grace that we may have an increase in faith, hope, and charity. Because the reality is, without these virtues, without the actual practice of these virtues, we're dead. I'm not sure if you've heard, being dead ain't a good thing. So, let's try to not be dead. So what is this parable actually saying? Well, obviously, truth cannot lie, so it is about the universal judgment. What does that mean? The separating of those who are manifestly saved and those who are manifestly condemned. And yes, this is a reality. There will be a separation. There will be a group that goes to heaven. There will be a group that is condemned eternally to hell. That is true. But it, do, it also goes a little bit deeper. So what is this depth? Well, it's the fact that we don't know the weeds versus the weed until the end of time, which means, very good for us, our story isn't over yet. We still have time. But sometimes we need to identify the weeds in the wheat to make sure we don't pull one up or leave one planted. And the most pernicious, one of the most pernicious of the weeds out there, because in this example, weeds are vices and sins. Wheat is virtue and holiness. Relationship with Christ. So what is the weed? You know, I have a lot of people that come up to me and say, Father, I'm so slothful. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I mean, maybe, but not in the way you think. So here's the typical example of sloth. You know, there's someone after a long day, it's like 115 degrees out. They're in a white t-shirt, just laying on the couch, trying to stay cool maybe a bowl of Doritos slowly going into the mouth and you know, wiping the Dorito powder on the white shirt. I'm not speaking from experience, moving on. The reality is that this is not sloth. It is a symptom of sloth, but it is not sloth. You see, at the end of the day, sloth is a spiritual sadness. And it's a sadness which arises in a way like this. God is the highest and the best of all goods that is. Okay, we're tracking. You're here in 115 degree heat. So you have to say that God is somehow good. Otherwise, why are you not in the pool? So God is good. And we're also desirous and made for the good. All right, we're tracking, we're tracking. We look at ourselves and we realize that upon ourselves, we're actually relatively incapable of getting the good. Okay, we're tracking, we're tracking. And then sloth comes in and says, and God created you 
to be damned. Because indeed, upon your own self, you cannot do it, so therefore you become sad. And that sadness paralyzes you from doing anything. Because at the end of the day, if I'm going to fail, then why even bother? Sound familiar? Those aspirations of love and holiness that we once had, well, once life has beat us around a little bit. And one of the daughters of this sin, because where the daughter is, the mother is as well. That's why it's a deadly sin. It spawns off daughters, is despair. The negation of hope, because if God has created me for me to only be damned and for me to be a plaything instead of for me to experience salvation in his name, then there is no hope. Why even bother? Ah, but this is, this is where sloth comes in. Because what is sloth directly attacking? You know, I hear me talk about this a lot. The virtue of charity. And no, charity is not simply giving a dollar bill to someone on the side of the road unless it's infused with friendship with Christ. Unless you're living in a complete, utter friendship with Christ and through him with the Father... The virtue of charity is not yet exercised. And because of that, sloth starts to come in. Starts to say, well, you have to prove yourself. Remember the temptations in the desert when we hear at Lent? If you are the Son of God, prove it. Sloth directly attacks charity. Because it convinces us that God actually really doesn't want relationship with us. He just wants to play with us. Like a mean kid on the top of an anthill waiting for ants to come up and with a magnifying glass, the death ray ready to go. No, this is not true. So then, what do we do about it? Because the reality is, sloth is very difficult to fight. But there is a way to fight it. And it's literally this, what we're doing here. Because the reality is, if you and I fully engage in this, it transforms everything. But it also demands everything. Parents, you know this. How do you know it and why do you know it? Because your kids demand everything. And I guarantee there's not a mother or a father in this church right now that would not burn the world to the ground for the sake of their children. That is the kind of dedication which is demanded of God. and is demanded for us. O charity beyond all telling, to ransom a slave you gave away your son. He did burn the world down and made it rise again.
So for us, how do we do it? Every single bit of us, even those dark places that we do not want to acknowledge, those places when even if we're right next to someone at night, that impenetrable portion of our heart that is so dark that we cannot allow anything in it, that is what must go on this altar this afternoon. You're good, you're bad, you're indifferent, your joys, your sorrows, everything must be activated in this moment. You must ask and demand of your guardian angel to place your entire being upon this altar because only when there is a true and complete gift of self does charity start to be exercised. And we see this in the other two parables, mustard seed and yeast. Smallest of seeds becomes the greatest of bushes. A little bit of yeast raises three measures of wheat flour. Why? Because they die. The seed is no longer a seed. It dies. The yeast stops being yeast after it produces what it produces. It dies. We must die to this overprotectiveness. Because that is what sloth feeds on. God can't love that. God doesn't desire that. True, God may not desire it. doesn't mean he doesn't want it to conquer it. You're too screwed up. You're too messed up. God raised the dead. None of us is too far. So upon reaching the offertory, when we're preparing the altar and when I'm offering up the bread and the wine, your participation is absolutely everything because you can't receive anything if your hands are already full. Because sloth also says that everything's about my own comfort now because I'm so insecure about my love. Sloth makes us a black hole. Charity reverses that and says, you can do amazing and beautiful things for me. Therefore, I trust you enough with my brokenness. Sloth is a weed that needs to be utterly eradicated. And it will take time. But again, our story's not yet over. And at the end of the day, our Lord's not lying. There will be some that go to eternal damnation. That is certain. The other thing is also certain. There will be some that will go to eternal life with the Father. The difference? Charity. The difference? Fighting against sloth. And it begins here. And it begins today. Praise to be Jesus Christ.